0: Hello again, this is John Ryder with Louisville Parks and Recreation. I'm here with Aaron Henry, who produces the broadcast. Uh, Today we're going to be talking about the census in 2020. It's that time again. Uh, Every 10 years, we try and get an accurate count. There are a lot of things that are very, very important that come as a result of the census. There are a lot of uh, innovations also that come through this year. There's going to be an online component. And then census day is on April the 1st. Uh, The mayor's office, Mayor Fisher, has established a municipal complete count committee Uh, You're going to hear from Catalina Cordova, who is over that committee, and then Ben Johnson, who is Assistant Director of Louisville Parks and Recreation in our Recreation Division. And Ben has a lot of experience in working with the Census. That's his background uh, before he came here. So uh, let's take a listen to Ben and Catalina, and we'll be right back with you. All right, so we're here with Catalina and with Ben Johnson. I'm just wondering if you guys can maybe describe how you got involved in this process and, and just sort of where we're at right now. And we'll start with Catalina.
1: Uh, thank you for having me. Well, I'm actually the census coordinator for Louisville Metro. Uh, I was hired on to, do, to work with community leaders for the upcoming 2020 census.
0: Mm-hmm. And Ben, I know you've got a long affiliation with the census also. Yeah, actually,
2: I um, worked for the past two decennials directly for the census bureau, so mm-hmm. I'm a quasi-census lifer. You know That helped me understand exactly how important it is to the community, and so I'm uh, doing quite a bit from the Metro side to assist Catalina and the other actual decennial employees to make sure that we have a full and accurate count.
0: So what's your, like, when, whenever you will uh, discuss this with just, say you're riding in the elevator with somebody that you are talking about your 30-second elevator speech as to why it's important to participate in the census. What do you tell people whenever they ask, you know, why is it important that I be counted?
1: Well, usually uh, I'll ask them, do you know anything about the census or are you ready for the 2020 census? And that kind of helps to start a conversation. Either people say, "Uh, I already did it or no, tell me more about it and why it's important. And then you kind of start feeling where they are at as far as how much they know about the census. Mm -hmm. And then also try to find out what their interest in life is, what their necessities are. Mm -hmm. And then you kind of, bring that together and loop it around the importance of the census. So -hmm. that's how I do it. Mm -hmm.
2: Uh, Yeah, I do the same. So when I was working for the census and much more immersed, I would literally tell people that every aspect of your life is touched um, by the Census Bureau. Mm -hmm. And I I had a funny experience. I was at Manual talking to a class and I told the students, I literally took out a hundred dollar bill and handed it to their teacher. I said, if anybody can ask me about anything that I can't tie back to the census, you can have the hundred dollar bill.
0: So that I'm sure they tried like they, heck to get that done, they, right?
2: And again, it was manual, so they had a little, <laughs> you know, they had a little extra glint in their eye, right? But I did walk out with my hundred dollar bill. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I think one thing that's important, and I, I've seen this in the materials, that the, you know, it, it the census determines the allocation of federal resources, congressional representation in Congress. I believe that Kentucky lost a. A congressional seat several years back, didn't they?
2: Yeah, well, so, several censuses uh-huh. because the census is, is every ten years, uh-huh. um, by, mandated by the Constitution, and that's important. Not just the losing the representation, which it should be accurate representation, and we don't want to have that happen again. But also, you get one shot to do this right. Uh-huh. So, if our numbers in 2010, 2020 excuse me, are off, we have to live with those numbers until twenty thirty.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Now I, I understand too that, like, from from reading this, the the availability to do this census count online is that being offered for the first time, where people are, or maybe, or am I wrong? Um, have they been able to do this online before?
2: Uh, in twenty ten, a little, mm-hmm. uh, and so that you know, a bit of a test, and you can imagine the infrastructure that's required for that. So it's a much larger, much more major push this time around Mm -hmm. to do it online uh, because people do a lot more online these days. But that's sort of a blessing and a curse. Mm -hmm. A lot more people are comfortable doing things online, Mm -hmm. but a lot of the people that are comfortable doing things online are also wary Mm -hmm. of doing things online. And a big piece of what the Census Bureau has to work towards is just familiarity, whether it's the online Going through the proper website, mm-hmm. making sure it's a secure site and the actual Census Bureau site, mm-hmm. and the same thing for paper. But uh, you know, online will be a lot quicker, a mm-hmm. lot more accurate, and a lot less expensive.
0: So we're talking we're we're talking a little bit about this already. But um, so you have the availability to do it online, and you're casting a very wide net. And I know that Mayor Fisher has established a municipal complete count committee. Um, to, that I'm assuming it's going to help you overcome some challenges that still exist in making sure that everybody's counted. What are some of the challenges that you're going to have to overcome over the next several months to, to make sure that every citizen is counted, that maybe aren't covered as well by, by some of, by the online stuff?
2: Mm-hmm. Let me jump in. One thing you just said, ironically, to make sure every citizen is counted. Mm-hmm. Technic- no, actually, mm-hmm. the census is to count every person mm-hmm. residing in the country. Apologies. No, no, but I, again, <laughs> it's just a word thing, but it's, yeah. it is extremely important because... It's been mandated by the Constitution since 1790, and mm-hmm. it is to count every person residing in the country. We're not getting into the immigration debate, mm-hmm. but there are a lot, of, a lot of people who are here legally, honestly, purposefully, mm-hmm. who are not citizens, and they need to be counted as well because the other thing that the census does is it helps your planners determine schools, roles, entertainment, nursing facilities, educational facilities, parks and rec, what we do, where we are, amenities, things of that nature. So if you're here, we want you to be counted.
0: Mm-hmm. Catalina, who is on the, uh, the the MC3 committee? Who are some of the people that are on that committee? I, I don't know if you can name names or not, but uh, can you kind of describe the, what kind of representation that exists on that committee?
1: Sure. Uh, we actually have uh, staff from Global Metro, like Ben. Mm-hmm. Uh, we also have partners with, with um, nonprofits kentucky youth advocates uh, united way la casita mm-hmm. americana community center um jcps is some of our partners
0: mm-hmm. um, i know one thing that, that i've heard that is you're, you're making a big push on is is hiring um a lot of these jobs are well paid i saw a quote somewhere that some of these jobs are 23 an hour that's a pretty good wage for somebody who's seeking a, mm-hmm. a position so how big is the how important is the push to hire people to, to do this work?
1: Well, that's a big push, especially right now. We, we were just in at in a meeting and we're still um, needing at least um, 3,400 people, yeah. 3,400 people, yes, to sign up here in just in Jefferson County. Mm-hmm. And Jefferson County is where the starting rate is, $19.50. Mm-hmm. It goes all the way up to $23.50. And the reason why we want to hire people that are local is also because those people might be the ones coming to your house, mm-hmm. and you want to be familiar with them, with them uh, when they come in May and, to fill out the census.
0: So what happens when somebody applies for a job? Where do they need to go to, to apply for a job, and what is, what is that process like?
1: Well, they need to go to 2020census.gov forward slash jobs. Mm-hmm. They're going to find all the information there. And uh, they're going to go uh, through a, an application. Mm-hmm. And we just want people to be as honest as possible. And then they're going to get called back or they're going to start getting emails that their application was received. And they're going to be called soon.
0: I want to double back to something else that maybe you talked about a little bit, Ben. Um so it, despite your citizenship status, mm-hmm. what do you tell folks, if, especially if they're, there may be non-native citizens that are wary of participating in the census, um, how can you convince those folks that they're going to be safe and secure um, if they're counted?
2: Yeah, again, the information is 100% confidential and protected by federal law. Mm-hmm. Um, but also that's extremely important in terms of our efforts to get out in the community, the complete count committee, and other trusted voices. You don't have to be on the complete count committee to advocate on behalf of the census. Um, Catalina and some of the recruiters will come out to almost any and every public event. Um, she was at the Keepers of the Dream mm-hmm. on Sunday for the, actually for longer than the duration of the event, um, building awareness and answering questions. Um, Educating people on that, so it's, it's, it's it can be a tough sell. Yeah. You know, we're the government; and we're here to help. Right. You know, like, yeah, okay. <laughs> um, so it can be a tough sell, but again, it's something that's been going on since 1790, and it is extremely important. You almost want to tell people be selfish. Mm-hmm. Do it because whatever you want or need is tied to everyone knowing that you're here mm-hmm. in terms of the census, and also the information is never released in a, in a way that's identifiable. And what I mean by that is you get counts of the city, of the county, of the census track, even of a block group. You know, those are just smaller um, designations, but never will that information be released in a way where people can say, oh, you know, we're trying to find this person or this kind of person, and we can drill down in the census information. That will not happen.
0: Mm -hmm. So April 1st, uh, I have this on the key date sheet that I've got about the census. It says it's census day. That's no April Fool's joke. Um, They're they're going to be on Census Day. What what typically takes place on Census Day?
1: Well, April 1st is National Census Day. That's when uh, we do a big push Mm -hmm. for people to actually go online or uh, on their phone and call in and fill out their um, census questionnaire. But actually, as soon as March 12th, Mm -hmm. the website is going to be available for people to go online and fill out the questionnaire. Mm-hmm. So Census Day, is National Census Day, it's been always April 1st. It's just a big push
0: at a national level. Um, one other thing that I've, I was looking at, uh, the, the, the notation here says that $675 billion in federal funds and grants have been given to states, counties, and communities based on census data. So other than the government, uh, you know, and people who are working in government, who is looking at the census data? Census data? Um, And and how are they sort of uh, making these decisions based on this data, and how does it impact uh, the local communities that way?
2: Uh, Everybody. Mm -hmm. Uh, And again, like I said, if you want to be quote-unquote selfish about it, when you look at entertainment, Mm -hmm. you know, whether what kind of concert comes into an area, what kind of music production... Uh, where restaurants are located, things of that nature, it's all based on census data. Mm -hmm. You know, people are looking for a traffic flow. People are looking for particular demographics. And so, it literally is one of those things, and again, we all work for government, but we hear it all the time when communities are competing for large corporations or things of that nature, they're looking to see how many people are there. What's my workforce gonna look like? You know, things of that nature. So Mm -hmm. literally, everything from where stores are located for your daily living to mm-hmm. entertainment to your future career growth and things of that nature is all tied back to census data.
0: So obviously we're in a <clears throat> excuse me we're in a presidential election year. Um, one thing that we're going to hear a, a lot uh, about is is that it's your civic duty to vote <laughs> in an election. Do you guys feel similarly about how you should be counted in in the census? I mean, it is a person's civic duty to be counted as you know.
2: It's actually required by the Constitution. Mm-hmm. Now, again, think have got enough other stuff going mm-hmm. on. Nobody's going, you know, you're not going to census jail. Right, right of course not. <laughs> but, <so clears throat> and who one, knows what that would look like anyway. Is, exactly. So, <laughs> technically, to one, you're right, it is really your civic duty. Mm-hmm. And you only get a shot that's once every 10 years. I tell people elections come every two years or four years, depending on the office. The census is once every 10 years. So, it is your duty, your responsibility to yourself, your family. And your community that we all have an accurate count.
0: What did what do you uh, what has changed? I guess since obviously we talked about the online component, but since 2010, what else has changed uh, in in how this uh, research and, and uh, information gathering has been collected?
2: That's one, that's okay. That's one of the major changes. The other change, actually, really good question, is the American Community Survey mm-hmm. is another. Um, data gathering tool that the Census Bureau uses and also the Census Bureau does a lot of other surveys so typically when you hear a survey irregardless of who was put out by, quite a few of those are done by the Census Bureau. Mm -hmm. So another important part of this education campaign is for people to recognize the decennial census the every 10 year census has not taken place yet Mm -hmm. you can start responding on March. Sec, March 12th, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Um, but there, you might have gotten another survey prior to from the Census Bureau, but it is about something different and more specific, and it's not the decennial survey. So we need you to fill it out as well.
0: So the survey itself, by the way, um, for, those of, for those out there who may not have filled it out before, what do what the questions basically consist of and how long does it take? Um, there
1: are only 10 questions mm-hmm. on this uh, census actually like ben was saying there's a survey which is a longer uh, piece of paper with more questions on Mm -hmm. it but this one is a simple survey uh, questionnaire it's your name your address phone number uh age um
2: race race Mm -hmm. gender
1: gender and origin
2: right no The Census Bureau will not ask you for your social security number or any bank information.
0: And you're fulfilling your civic duty and you will not be thrown in census jail (laughs) if you just spend a few minutes uh, to to fill out this paperwork. I want to thank you guys for coming in and and good luck. Um, Thanks a lot. Thank you. All right. Thanks to Ben and Catalina and thanks to Aaron, as always. One thing I wanted to bring up as we close this broadcast... We're starting to get uh, concert announcements at the Iroquois Amphitheater. Um, we just recently made an announcement that the REO Speedwagon was going to play there. That show has already sold out. Uh, announced the other day that Three Dog Night, the legendary band, uh, will be playing there in June. Uh, go to iroquoisamphitheater.com. We've, we've also been working on an updated website. We're hoping to unveil that soon. It'll have a really, really nice interface, and it'll improve the customer experience for those that are looking for tickets or just want to learn more about this historic jewel uh, that's Metro-owned that was built in 1938. Um, It's a wonderful venue and we're looking for another good year out there. So that does it for this edition of Park It Here. See you soon.